0: The greatest moment yesterday was uh, my wife looking at Voodoo as she's going to sleep, and she's like, "What the hell's nine days?" <laughs> I'm like, Don't worry about it.
1: Just, just don't watch private chat. All right. Speaking of which, welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Happy Hour podcast. I am your host, Ricky Valero. Um, on today's episode, like we do each and every week, we're going to break down week nine uh, well we don't break down week nine every week but we're gonna break down the week that is the nfl season last night we did have a game we kind of fluctuate our schedule here sometimes we record thursday sometimes we record friday but we'll break down a little bit of what happened last night which was here let me break it down for you the colts whooped the jets ass the jets who are who we thought we were, who they are but, zach wilson is
0: the third best quarterback in new york and johnson taylor is hashtag good
1: yes exactly so with that being said um I'm going to break down week nine of the NFL season. Matthew Fox will give some of his uh, favorite plays, favorite games of the week. I'll give you some of my favorite bets of the week. We will both give some start-sit advice. Mine in the world of DFS, Matthew Fox in the world of fantasy football. As always, I'm joined by my partner here, Mr. Matthew Fox. How are you, sir?
0: Doing pretty good. When you said favorite games of the week, I was like, I'm going to come up with like, I, I was going to like shoot out a video game, but I realized it's been over a decade since I played a video game and anything I can Reach for what was probably not happening.
1: <laughs> yeah, I you should have just well Call of Duty Vanguard came out today. So I mean, I it, you know, I could Oh, well, they're just, still making Call of Duty. I should have just leaned the- <laughs> You should have just you should have just thrown it out there. I will say this before we dive into the week's games, there has been nothing short of news. <laughs> this week in the world of NFL hit after hit after hit. Uh Henry Ruggs the 3rd um the tragic the tragedy that followed with that, that, that's just, it's unexcusable. That's all I can really say. I, I don't really touch on it much. I feel sorry, empathy, prayers for the family involved, because it's just, it's a sad state of affairs. And, and I hope Ruggs, you know, I hope he does see what he did and, 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 and can kind of, I don't know, learn from his mistakes. Obviously I, whether that's, whatever the outlook of that case is, I just feel a lot of empathy for the, for the family there. Um, Obviously, he was cut from the Raiders. So the outlook of that wide receiving core is interesting um, for sure. I do think it ticks up a few guys. You know what I mean? I do think that we might see a little bit more Brian Edwards. Um, If not now, when? Huh?
0: If not now, yeah, Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So I think there's a lot of things involved. And, of course, we could talk about the biggest news of the week. Rodgers out. Big pivotal game, big pivotal game in my mind, not just for them, but I think uh, obviously for the Chiefs, you know, the Chiefs need these games more than ever. I still think the Chiefs are going to win that division, but that's a different conversation for a different day. I really do. I just feel like it's just how it's going to unfold. Some of these teams are going to crack. I mean, the Broncos, they're not good. The the Raiders, I I really never know if they're going to be good or not. I feel like they're just, they're playing above expectations and the Chargers are still very wet behind the ears, as I like to say, because I still think they're very young. But this is a uh, huge news because Rogers with the COVID, everybody assumed Rogers was was vaccinated because of a, a comment that he made. Now, when you look back on the comment, he never really said he was vaccinated. He said he was immunized. Um, so it's a sticky situation because for me, it's like, did Rogers lie? Well, technically, no. Did he tell the truth? Technically, maybe. I, don't, I really don't know and i'm not we're not going to get into the brass well, at tactics. The,
0: so at the time he was asked about that he he, he did an alternative treatment and he had, yeah. was in the process of petitioning the nfl to consider that the same as vaccination so i would say no to both of the there i would say Yes, he answered it honestly, and no, he did not lie because yeah. this was preseason. He went through a whole process that they that nobody really reported on, apparently, because what do beat reporters do in Green Bay? Uh, and nobody really talked. You know, makes sense. NFL is not talking about people's individual health stances, but it, when you get, read the whole story, he went through a petition for that to be accepted. It was denied. He appealed. It went before a board of doctors. It sounds like it was just in the last couple of weeks that it came back negative. So I think at the time that that was a perfectly honest answer. And if he believes in alternative therapies, which obviously he does, he may consider himself to have been treated.
1: So it's funny when the news story broke, it it didn't surprise me. And I'll tell you why his fiance, Shane Woodley, she is very much into that holistic lifestyle and stuff like that and it, and it's funny i sent a text message to to my my brother and my and a and a buddy of mine we're in a group chat together and i said i said i bet you what's going to come out is and i wish i would have tweeted it out because obviously i would have made been made to look brilliant but uh here we are talking about it but i talked about how i felt like it had a lot to do with her and he did something in that realm of what she's what she believes in right you know what i mean and there's what that's to each its own you know what i mean mm-hmm. and And it was it came out to be that. You know what I mean? It's something like that. I I do think that maybe that did come from her um, um, uh, area there. What's funny, real quick, and this is the world of movies, and and it was funny because I remember, if you remember correctly, Miles Teller came out and got in a little bit of trouble because he wouldn't get vaccinated and he wouldn't get tested or whatever, wouldn't wear a mask on the set. I don't know if you guys knew that or not. But um, when it came out, I was like, man, that's weird. I can't believe that Rogers who's vaccinated again, we think that he is because of how we, I didn't pay nobody paid attention to how he said it. Right. It was just, Oh yeah, I am. I am immunized against. Okay. Perfect. Now I think about it, maybe miles Teller was in that same boat. You know what I'm saying? so it's not, it may now it's not so surprising, but that was the
0: big uh, revelation. I think they were talking. I saw somebody else posting on Twitter about how they think, um, That there might be quite a few people out there in Hollywood who we've made a big deal about being protected against the thing that are going to turn out to be in that kind of immunization alternative therapies.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, Okay, so quick thing. Speaking of that, uh, OBGYN to the Packers, I don't think it's going to happen. I think they have enough issues with less than five
0: percent chance for me.
1: I think they have enough problems with Divas right now. So that to me is something that I really feel like is going to make them struggle with the idea. Yeah, Uh, it's also just we've seen it for long enough
0: right now with um, the Packers and their current front office that they don't go after these big... Like last year, it seemed everybody and their brother assumed Will Fuller was going to trade to Green Bay. Green Bay rolls with the guys that Green Bay has... Um, Much to the I,
1: detrimental of Green Bay, but that's aside the point. Yeah, and
0: I don't think there's any way they're looking at it and they're like, we're just going to eat this guy's $9 million salary to bring him in. That's just, that isn't how that organization runs. I don't disagree that it might be an interesting thought to have Devontae Adams and then OBJ, but I think if they were serious about getting another receiver, they would have done it. I mean, they didn't even do it during the offseason when those guys were available.
1: Yeah, I... I can't with the I can't with the Packers. They make no sense. Um, do you think Barkley's gonna play? I don't know. No, he's on the
0: COVID list.
1: He's on the COVID, but I I did see that he's he's capable of potentially playing. Well they, doesn't really mean anything.
0: They like, said with the Giants having a bye in week 10 uh, and him still not fully healthy and now all this going sense, on that yeah. they're just gonna hold him and bring him back post bye They're in they're two and six, they're not going
1: anywhere. Exactly. And I, why would you why would you try to get rid of a, a generational talent of like that? It was a false positive. I still think if they were smart, if they were smart, it's the Giants. If they were smart, I'd sit them a week. Um, Start one, Scott, Chuba, Gordon. That's a revelation from last week that really, really upset me was my Kenneth Gainwell um, stock that I had just Mm -hmm. went right down the drain. Right. You know what I mean? I'm excited. Miles Sanders is on the, not, not, not excited. Miles Sanders is on the IR, obviously, but my fantasy team is very excited that Miles Sanders hits the IR. I've got a couple weeks without Miles Sanders on the equation. And at the end of the day, here I sit, Kenneth Gainwell starting running back for the Eagles. And I think he had like four touches the whole entire game. And I was, He caught
0: a decent amount of passes, um, but it was strange that not only did they heavily use Boston Scott, when they got up big, they just decided to go to Jordan Howard, which is kind of a bummer. Out of that group, you know, McCaffrey's another one. We don't know if he's coming back. I tend to lean toward McCaffrey and Barkley are both going to be held out another week um, to make sure that they're fully healthy. I know that Barkley probably won't end up staying uh you know with list stuff but there were uh some medical people that were posting where he's at with his recovery and looking at the way he was running and looking at them coming into a buy that they want to be a little more cautious especially since it doesn't look like they're in any kind of contention i think mccaffrey probably has more likelihood to play because carolina could still be in the in the race but i I don't think they end up pulling him off IR based on the comments from his coach about his progress. I don't trust, I'm assuming Gordon is Melvin Gordon. So sadly in that group, I probably would start Boston Scott.
1: Yeah, I mean with CMC coming back, I, I mean Chuba's value is none. Obviously you keep him on your roster just in case your boy gets hurt again. But uh, we got another question in the chat here. I clicked on it. It's gonna pop up at some point.
0: Do Maybe I there we go.
1: Straight offer. Chub, yeah, Chub, Sh- i mean, Nick, Chubb, Chubb,
0: Nick Chubb, yeah.
1: Terry, Terry for Jamar Chase and Damian Harris. Woo.
0: I wouldn't That's take amazing. that and redraft toward dynasty.
1: So you're get. I'm assuming you would be getting Chase and Harris. And the reason I don't like that is, is because I I look at it this way. Obviously Chase. No, and Terry. it looks like
0: he would be getting. Chubb and
1: McLaren it looks like he has Chase and Harris. Okay, he offered. Oh, he offered me. I can't read. Apparently, I can't read today, guys. That's he what offered.
0: I'm leaning I'm Chase and Harris. It's
1: close, I think it's really
0: close. I don't um, trust Washington's quarterback situation. Uh, and we've seen poor well, Terry get taken out by good corners, and the fact that Taylor Heineke is probably a career backup. And Chubb, the Browns have real bad energy
1: right now. I I don't know. I, I agree with that. I, I think I like – again, I would like to know if this is – I have already have Kareem Hunt, but he's on the IR. Um, I, I would stand Pat only because I think Jameer Chase is, is going to be a top five fantasy relevant mm-hmm. receiver for the next decade. This quarterback situation for, he, for uh, Washington scares me. Even the offseason, even if players are cut, I'm still terrified of what's ahead for them because the draft is not very good quarterback wise. And I'm gonna dissect into that a little bit later in this offseason, but I think you stand pat right now. I think it's a good offer, it's close, but I just like Chase more than I like the rest of everything else in that trade. And running backs, I just don't like them anymore. Like you know what I mean? Like, I think teams are going to really pivot. If you look at some of the success from the running backs this year, we've seen James Robinson in the past. We've seen Gainwell. We've seen Chuba. I'm uh, missing guys. But if I could go on and on and on of these late-round running backs that are really lighting up teams and, you know, the only ones really producing is is good old Najee, right? With that being said, do I start Daryl Williams, Javante, or Hyde? First off, let's let's just go ahead and throw this out here, too. Another situation I'm not very happy with. Some random guy – that Frank Gore's son comes into the game and decides to take carries from from running back. I don't understand. Like, or was it Frank Gore under that? I don't really know what happened. All I know is I got gored. You know what I mean? Because I try to picture, I'm going to go into this game. I think Williams is going to have a good game. We're good. We're good. And then I get gored. I, I don't really know. But out of that bunch, I I think I'm going to go Javante, unless um, Jay Robinson. I'm
0: going Daryl Williams regardless because, because the Jaguars are playing the Bills. Running is not going to be a factor. And honestly, Denver is going to get so far behind that they're going to be throwing and Javante Williams, even though he's a decent pass catcher, is not the back that they put out there when they're in passing situation. They use Mike Boone or Melvin Gordon.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think you're in a, I think you, if, 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 uh, um Daryl had 17 points last week. Oh well.
0: Yeah, he, he was fine. I mean, because he catches passes and well, he's yeah, yeah. still gonna be their goal linebacker
1: I just, just I, I'd I, rather I, bet in Kansas I, City than uh than freaking Denver or
0: Jacksonville.
1: I also do know that it's not Frank Gorson son. It was a joke. Um but with that being said, I, I'm I guess I'd start Williams there too. I just think that um, this game's going to be interesting. I do think from here on out that the Chiefs are going to try to score 100 points a game. Um, it might not, might not always be that way because they might have to in some instances. And this is a question I have for you. I meant to make, bring this up as we were talking about the Packers. And, and we're going to dive into the show here and just to, to some of the stuff that we want to talk about the show here. Um, my question here is you. Jordan Love uh-huh. goes out on Sunday. throws three touchdowns fires them up, and wins the game. What do you
0: do? Well, first of all, I'm going to say there's a negative 110% chance that happens.
1: Hey, I want you to picture it's happening. I'm telling you right now, I think the Packers are going to win that game. but that's Uh,
0: You know, you still don't go away from Rodgers when he's – back healthy, um, but that being said, Rodgers could end up missing two games because his official date he went on COVID list was November 3rd. Because of his being considered unvaccinated by the NFL, he is out until at least November 13th. I don't think people quite realize when you're just seeing those dates, it's easy to have them fly around. That is next Saturday night. Um, they play on they play the Seahawks on the 14th they are at home but it's possible Russell Wilson comes back too so that could be a more competitive game against a pretty I would say desperate Seattle team. It's going to be interesting to see if he ends up uh, having to miss
1: two games I do think that I do think that he's going to play that second game. I just think it I think big picture here okay in my opinion, right? I think big picture, this might be if Jordan Love goes out there and torch. First off, I also, um, also the NFL said they wouldn't suspend I a- I don't think they have. There's a nothing game. to suspend. I don't him think there is any. The I think that the the whole lying thing is not really a lie. So I really don't feel like they had it, uh, the, kind of a leg to stand on. But with that being said, I, I do think that there is an opportunity if Love succeeded Saturday, Sunday, to really flip the, again it would cause an uproar it cause an uproar but if at any point in time you had an opportunity to flip that switch I think this could be the time again that's only if Jordan Love does anything and I personally don't like Jordan Love I think he's a terrible quarterback I like the Chiefs minus seven and a half I think a lot of yeah that.
0: I mean that's the thing he'd probably have to come out and look like
1: Aaron Rodgers or
0: <laughs> you know like a young Patrick Mahomes yeah
1: Yeah, somebody you
0: can't keep on the the bench. And the thing is, Rodgers has been great. Rodgers took a team where you could have played wide receiver for him and went in and beat the undefeated Cardinals. So it's a combination of Rodgers hasn't been bad. He's still the reigning MVP. And that sets the bar really high for Jordan Love. I think the best case is... Jordan Love is decent, they're competitive. If they could pull out a win, you wouldn't you feel better about going into this offseason season where you're likely not keeping him.
1: Speaking of which, um speaking of which, I did forget to say this. Uh we didn't talk about Von Miller going to the Rams. I think that's going to make the uh my Super Bowl Rams picks looking really really solid um right now. Your Stafford MVP starting to hone in because we take Rodgers out of the equation for MVP at least for right now if he misses I mean I know he's missing only one game. I think in the grand scheme of things, he can still see himself in that. Obviously, we also saw Derek Henry go down. That was big news this week. Uh, very big blow to fantasy teams, uh, or and, I mean, just to the Titans in general. I think that team's going to probably still make the playoffs. Possibly, um, I, I think they still have a chance to make the playoffs. But I, I don't know how far you go without Henry. Even if he does return for the playoffs, you've got to understand this guy's coming back. His he, he is that leg. You know what I mean? That's a leg, and you know what I mean? It's an ankle. It's it's an yeah. injury to his backbone of who he is. So, and I think Ryan Tannehill sucks. So there's that. Um, with that being said, I have to say that every week on the show, question in the chat Stafford. Uh, I've heard Stafford's good to go. I think it was his, was his. It's a back oh, back. Yeah. yeah.
0: He's, he's a little bit older. He was a non-participant Thursday. If he's a non-participant Friday, you got to watch. But even then usually if, if it's just veteran quarterback. If it's just them protecting, they'll usually say something like he was held out, but he's playing.
1: Exactly. Uh is Dak Prescott a top seven quarterback in right now? Yes.
0: Yeah, in both formats.
1: I think he's a top seven quarterback in both format in reality and in
0: top five in both formats.
1: Yeah. I think he also is a top five quarterback in football. Mm-hmm. I think well top I don't know if top five. I don't know. I'll have to think about that big picture later on. My Super Bowl pick's
0: still looking good, too, by the way.
1: You're, it is looking pretty good. I, I will admit we're both um,
0: – It's better, better than last
1: year where I went all – I can't remember I went all in on somebody. Um. All right. With that being said, we're going to transition over to the games of the week. Mr. Get Fox, me. you got the three games. What do we got? Hold on a second. <laughs> Uh, no, do not drop Taysom Hill. Do not drop Taysom Hill. T- Taysom
0: Taysom Hill is only not starting because he hasn't quite cleared, finished clearing concussion protocol.
1: And with that, uh, with that also saying, I would say this: Taysom Hill was a top like ten quarterback last year, even though how terrible he was in the few games that he did start.
0: As somebody who has watched Trevor Simeon start many, many games, that's not going to last.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
0: So uh, this week's Games of the Week, morning window on Sunday, the first place Las Vegas Raiders, uh, fresh off their bye head into battle the New York Giants. I don't think we end up seeing Saquon, as I mentioned before. It looks like we may see Kenny Galladay, so that could be interesting. I'm going to say I'm not a huge Raiders fan, and I don't know if he's an incredible, if I think he's an incredible NFL quarterback, but I have been very impressed with the leadership Derek Carr has shown this season with some very tough off-field things. He's constantly getting asked about it. I thought he's given some beautiful and thought-provoking answers. As a Broncos fan, I can't be happy about any Raiders success, but I wish Derek Carr success because I've been very impressed with him and i actually think the raiders will win that game and stay in first place for at least one more week. Uh, the late window game on sunday the green bay packers 7 and 1 fresh off that big upset of arizona head into battle of the kansas city chiefs who were 4 and 4 barely overcame the giants as we mentioned rogers is out I think love could be okay, but I don't think he's going to be great. I think the Chiefs are pressing to win; they will end up getting that win to move back over 500. Kind of a bummer for the Packers after it looked like they surged to the top of the NFC. Uh, going to be a little bit of a setback. Sunday night game was shaping up to be incredible with the Tennessee Titans, who are actually the top, uh, the top record in the AFC period at six and two, heading into Los Angeles to play the Rams, as mentioned. Derrick Henry uh, injured, lost for probably at least all of the regular season Uh, last week. It's going to have a big impact. I know they signed Adrian Peterson. I do not think Adrian Peterson is Derrick Henry. Uh, Full stop. I think A.J. Brown is going to be a big target. Julio may be able to play. That Rams defense is going to be impressive. That offense has been really good. I think the Rams probably pull that one out. The Rams are really searching right now. Monday night football game, a little less robust uh, than some of our, our cool Sunday games. We get the Chicago Bears 3-5 in at the 4-3 Pittsburgh Steelers. Justin Fields had arguably his best game of the season uh, last week. Um, they let him run a little bit more. They let him throw a little bit more. We'll see how it goes. I think the Steelers probably win that game, and they're, they're quietly – Climbing right back into the playoff race right about the time we wrote them off for dead. They seem to be coming back to life.
1: Yeah, I. this has been one of, in my opinion, this has been one of the strangest, um, strangest seasons in the NFL in more recent time. I mean, if you look back, if you would have told me some of these teams that are really thriving. I mean, I didn't think the Bengals were going to be all that. I do think the Bengals are going to come back down to earth a little bit. I really do think I I like the Browns this week. I, and, and I'll go over my bets in a second here. But it, it's just an interesting to see watch some of these games unfold. But I think the Patriots are playing a, a, a much better above expectations than some people thought, not me. I thought they would be a little bit better this year. Um, but I, I think the Colts missed an opportunity last week. And I, and I meant to bring this up earlier as well. I think Frank Wright is a terrible head coach. And I understand watching last night, oh they're back. It's the Jets. Calm down, guys. Listen, when you go up 14-0, you pound the rock. You take you take the Titans off the football field. You pound the rock. At some instances, I'm all about going for it, but uh, uh, at the one yard line. But once you fail the first time, just maybe kick the field goal the second time. I don't know. I just feel like they struggled a lot. I question whether or not Frank. Maybe he's a good offensive coordinator. He's just I just don't think that he's a good head coach. I, I think that they're making bonehead mistakes each and every week. They ran the ball a little bit more, but I think. Jonathan Taylor forces him to run the ball in scenarios of which that he doesn't want to run the ball all the time. Right. You know what I mean? I still think that they really kind of let the jet, they didn't get back in the game at all, but the jet did score 20 points in the second half. I do think that still at the end of the day, they could have milked more of that clock off because it went still through the ball 30 times. You know what I mean? And again, that they were winning in a blowout that big Taylor only had 19 carries only only I still say only on a, I'm talking about a guy that averaged 9.1 9.1 yards per carry and then Hines averaged 12.3 yards a carry yeah, yeah both of them got a lot of it on chunk plays but it doesn't matter when you're averaging that many plays Taylor should have the ball 25 30 times a game period they should use him like they do Henry I just don't understand why they don't but a lot of the people that said Jonathan Taylor wasn't going to be a good running back or wasn't going to be the fit or wasn't going to be this they're looking awfully stupid right now, but with that transition, like we do every week here with the sports bets, uh, last week, uh, let me find my bets last week. I was a solid four and three, um, Steelers plus four and a half. I love that one. I talked about it. The Cowboys, even with, um, uh, Cooper, Cooper rush in there at quarter but Cooper rush. I think it is. Yeah, whatever. The rush. Cooper Rush at quarterback, they covered the two and a half that I wanted. The Dolphins' Bills not going over 49 and a half really, really frustrated me a whole lot. The Dolphins not being able to score two touchdowns really frustrated me. Um, the Jets went over one and o- one and a half touchdowns. The Jets went over like five touchdowns. But the, the Bears went over one and a half touchdowns. And Sam Darnold is just not a good quarterback. I think I'm going to stop betting on the guy. So last week, my bets were four and three. Not too shabby. I'm, I'm pretty proud of myself. I'm pretty solid on the overall season. With that being said, my bets for the week... Now, one of these lines shifted, okay? Earlier in the week when I looked at this line, it was the Raiders. The Raiders were plus three, plus three in this game. Um, A lot of shifted. Now, they are favorite by three because I made a joke. I said the the only thing I don't like them coming across the country and coming off the bye, but they're coming off the bye. So having won four of the last five on the road, which is true. They have won four last five on the road. And Daniel Jones is just not a good quarterback. I'm sorry. He's just not, you know what I mean? I'm, he's not, I, don't, I understand he's been good in fantasy aspect, but just watch Monday night football against one of the worst defenses in the history of the NFL. Probably. Um, I still like this line minus three. I like the Raiders. I, I, I'm with Fox here. I'd like them to cover the spread. i like them to win this game. I think they could potentially blow out the giants and it wouldn't surprise me one bit. Another bet that I like, I like the Falcons plus six. Okay. Listen, if somebody can explain to me like I'm five, I understand Calvin Ridley's not out there. I understand that whatever. I understand that good good vibes Calvin Ridley's way. Much props to him for, you know, knowing when to walk away as well. Much props to him for that. But Trevor Simeon is the quarterback. I understand he looked good last week. Trevor Simeon's playing quarterback for the Saints this week. I, I understand Mark Ingram's back. I understand the Camara and Ingram cha- tra- uh, trained is coming back. I just don't understand why the Saints are favored by six points. I understand they're probably the better team on the grand scheme of things, but that's a lot of points. Give me the Falcons plus six. I just the underdogs have covered uh the spread in six straight games against the Saints as well. So that's a nice little number for you as well. The Ravens, Vikings, I like the over here, 47 and a half. The over is hit in five straight games for the Vikings on the road. The the Ravens are averaging 29 and a half points at home on the season. I really like this over a whole lot. And the other bet that I like this week, and I know that there's a lot of questions and controversy around this team, but I think this week this man's going to play with a little bit of a chip on the shoulder. I still think he's a good quarterback. He's going to play with a little bit of a chip on the shoulder, and that's Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns. I do think the Bengals came back down to a little bit earth this week. They're, they're actually underdogs on the road to Cincinnati. A very confusing thing. It's only, it's only two and a half points, and I know you get three points automatically for being the home team. So it's interesting to see still the Bengals be favored even after the even after the loss last week to the Jets. I think the Bengals still aren't a believable team yet. I understand their records proves otherwise and probably should be a little bit better than it is. But then also, if you look at the luck of things, maybe it shouldn't be as good as it is. And when you look at the factor, maybe their luck's just running out. But I like the Browns plus two and a half on the road. Honestly, if you want to take the Browns money line, I'm okay with that as well. And then, of course, give me the Browns over three and a half points in the first quarter. I uh, like that as well. I like them to go out there and kind of have a, maybe a little bit of a drive down the football field to kind of get to where they're going. Um, those are my plays for the week. I think that's all of them. Maybe it's all of them. It is all of them. All right, so that's one, two, three, four, five plays that I've got for you this week. I haven't been able to get any of the player props up yet. They, uh, they've they been stalling a little bit where I where I kind of play my bet, so that's kind of what I've got for you guys this week, which is goes ahead and transitions over to some start sits. A reminder that the start sits on both sides – uh, for Fox, he does his fantasy football. I kind of do fantasy football, but a lot of mine will focus in a little bit on the daily fantasy at the same time. So, Mr. Fox, drop me with your starts um, for the week.
0: Yeah, so my quarterback start is uh, Derek Carr. Uh, as I mentioned, I think the, the, the Raiders will do pretty well in that game. He's had a very solid season. Um it hasn't really seemed to matter who's out there catching passes for him. We'll probably, since all of us were hoping to see Brian Edwards, we're probably going to see a 300 yard day from Zay Jones because that's the way they roll. My running back start, Damian Harris. Damian Harris has scored four, a touchdown in four straight games. Two of those games, he's been over 100 yards. He is definitely, for me, a solid RB2. I think he has some RB1 potential. Even though it's hard to trust a Patriots running back, they seem to be giving him the volume. They seem to be putting him out there, and it hasn't seemed to matter that he's not a big part of the passing game. The offense for the Patriots is getting better, and Harris has been a big piece of that. My wide receiver start is Deontay Johnson. Johnson. Um, Pittsburgh passing offense hasn't been incredible, but Deontay Johnson is averaging 18 points per game for fantasy when he plays that has him tied for ninth, most points per game among wide receivers. When he's out there, he's the man. He doesn't, he has even less competition with Juju Smith-Schuster out there. It's pretty much in the Steelers offense. For me, it's him and Najee Harris. And then my tight end start is Dan Arnold. Uh, A lot was made when the Jaguars traded for Dan Arnold, traded their best cornerback away. We wondered how he would be used. He's seen 23 targets the last couple of games, uh, the last three games, including 10 targets last week, caught eight for 68. The Jaguars' offense isn't great. Their pass offense isn't great. I don't think they're going to have a great day against the Bills, but at the position of tight end, when you have a guy who's getting potentially double-digit targets and he's hauling in that many passes, for that much yardage and PPR, even if he doesn't get a touchdown, that puts him in the top 12 range.
1: Some solid picks there. Um, for DFS side of things, look, Jordan Love is forty four hundred dollars. Forty-four. You can't get any cheaper than that, really. At a quarter when if you're gonna get a starting quarterback who has who has weapons, they have some weapons that I think that he can improve. Look, you know, you need 15 points out of him, and he kind of pays off his thing. And and I think the upside is even higher, especially whenever you're playing literally one of the worst defenses in football. Um, I like Devontae Freeman, $4,900. This honestly, to me, is very dependent on the Murray situation. If Murray doesn't play, I like Freeman, obviously, a lot more for the price. But at the same time, um, if if Murray plays, I'm consciously optimistic on, what we, on, on that route there. Uh, Russell Gage is back, um, somebody I thought that I loved at the beginning of the season, um, but really kind of got hurt very early on as well. Ridley is out um, his first game back, six targets, four catches, 67 yards and a touchdown. I like the matchup a lot, especially with teams honing in on Kyle Pitts. I think that, and Kyle Pitts still eaten, uh, even though in the season, he was a bust. um, But, you know, that's why we like, uh, you know, let the whole entire season play out sometimes. But uh, I like the matchup a whole lot for Russell Gage. Um, Dallas Godart is on fire as of late, obviously with Zach Ertz gone. uh, Jalen Hurts um, threw Fourteen passes last week. Uh, Seven of them went to Goddard. And uh, I think that they will have to throw a lot more this week. So if he's getting that many uh, smash plays, I like him a whole lot this week. Josh Jacobs or Boston Scott to start this week?
0: Josh Jacobs, not close.
1: Yeah, I I don't trust that Eagles backfield. Uh, I think Boston Scott's more of that that running back, running back kind of scenario. And I think that the Chargers game is going to be a lot more close than that uh, Detroit Lions game was for sure. So I am uh, Josh Jacobs as well. Transition over to my sits for this week. Uh, I, uh, Teddy Bridgewater versus Dallas. I know Dallas has got a tasty matchup. I just like to uh, remind everybody it is Teddy Bridgewater and I just kind of temper expectations. His price is a little high. Um, Kenyon and Drake or Josh Jacobs. So that's Josh. Jacobs. Definitely Josh Jacobs. Yeah. I do love that. They're finally sprinkling in. Sprinkling in Kenyon Drake for the money that they paid the man and for the teams that I drafted yeah. him on.
0: And he'll I'll probably show. line up at wide receiver some or go out and pass routes a lot more. But Jacobs, they had to,
1: that bye week for him to get healthy. He was back yep. in the lineup before that. He should be good to go. Running backs, wide receiver combo this week. I don't like either James Robinson or Marvin Jones. I know somebody's going to have to catch the ball for the Bills. I just think that they kind of maybe Marvin Jones has been their best receiver this year. I think they kind of take him out of the picture. James Robinson, he's injured. I don't like him injured or not. Um, I think that even if he, even if he does play, I still think it will see a little bit more hide and they'll probably be playing behind because it'll probably be 40, nothing in halftime. And then CJ Uzumaha, 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 there we go. Whatever. Versus the Browns. I don't love the matchup or the price. Uh, I think that again, I really, I just, I have a strong, yes, Damian Harris is a good start this week. I think Damian Harris is a weekly start for the rest of the season. I really do. Um, I love Damian Harris. I love seeing what he is. It's kind of blown my – Another reason why drafting a running back early in football is, is, is coming. You know what? Next year, fantasy football-wise, I'm just not going to draft a running back. I'm just going to wait till the waiver wire and see what injuries kind of play out and just – You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what I might do next year. I don't know. Maybe I just won't play because, you know. Actually, I'll tell you what. I am 7-1 and one in the Scott Fish Bowl this year, baby. 7-1. Uh, and one. I know I'm 5-3 and three
0: there. It was a real roller coaster at the end of uh, this week. I it looked like I was going to win, and then Tom Brady hit that 50-yard touchdown pass, and I went down. And then
1: he threw pick six, and I
0: won. And I was like,
1: "There you go, so, woo! Yeah, run. I'm seven to one. I'm cruising too, baby. I'm cruising for. I'm I'm excited. I can't wait to lose like the next eight and then miss the playoffs or something. That's probably what's going to happen. Uh, all right. So, uh, how's Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs start? Are you, are able to start both of them, right? I would assume. Yes. Um, If you're able to start both of them, obviously I'd say start both of them. I mean, I should be fine. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, I mean, I, if you have to
0: pick one, it's obviously digs.
1: Yeah. hundred percent.
0: So my sits for the week, uh, Trevor Lawrence, um, you know, we all had big hopes that he was going to kind of roll in there and use all of his skills and be a great, Play. We just haven't seen the consistency. The offense hasn't looked good. He looked really bad last week, struggling mightily against the Seahawks. I think the Bills are a better defense. I'm staying away. I'm not even confident that he gets you top 24 to be a super flex play. Uh, Running back, David Johnson, they traded Mark Ingram. They came out and announced David Johnson was their starter. Big things on the way for him. He got a grand total of two carries for four yards, one reception for a yard. He was the fourth most carries on his own team among running backs. I am staying away. Um, That was brutal. All the people that were like, yes, finally, David Johnson. Because we had seen him be a solid RB2 the year prior, but just not happening. My wide receiver sit is Devonta Smith. We've seen flashes of what he can do. I still like the talent. The pass offense for Philadelphia is wildly inconsistent. He's averaging only 10.2 points per game. That's not great for a wide receiver, and that's with a couple of boom games and a lot more kind of bust games. Uh, It's just not consistent enough for me. And then my tight end sit is Cole Komet. We saw him – Uh, Kind of pick up at the end of 2020, gave us some hope. I still like the talent, but he's averaging 5.2 points per game uh, at the tight end position, even at a position that's sometimes tough to get fantasy goodness out of. 5.2 points does not move the needle for me. The passing offense as a whole in Chicago is inconsistent. We've even seen a great receiver like Allen Robinson become pretty much unstartable. So I am not playing Cole commit.
1: Yeah, I – I can't wait. I think Cole Komet's got the talent. I just think that once Jim Nagy's gone, maybe they'll actually be a reputable offense. Is Hunter Henry a good start? I think yes. Um, I have him as a top 12 tight end.
0: He seems to have the most chemistry with um, Mac Jones. He's been a decent touchdown threat. I think that game's going to be relatively close and competitive with Carolina. Both those teams are potentially in the playoff hunt needing a win, so Henry is a guy I'm
1: throwing out there. I was on the wrong Patriots tight end this offseason. It's kind of sad.
0: I mean, it seemed like John had a talent. It it's just the chemistry, it seems like, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Hunter Henry and Mac Jones have connected in a way that we just haven't seen with Johnny Smith, maybe they can get that worked on. It's, it's been curious. I thought for sure they were going to use both tight ends and deploy them. They talked about kind of going back to the glory days when it was a two tight end, really surging offense. We just haven't really seen that either. Patriots have gotten better on offense, but to me they're still searching for an offensive identity a little bit.
1: Yeah, I agree hundred um, percent. With that being said, like we do each and every week, we, Appreciate you uh, listening if you're listening for the fantasy football things. If you're just popping in because you saw it, as long as we're live, drop your questions in. We'll stop what we're doing. We're talking about those. Um, But that's being said, we're going to transition over to the movie corner like we do each and every week where we give some movie suggestions, some movie thoughts um, before we head out the door. Um, A couple of uh, new movies hit um, throughout the week this week. And today as well, I mean, we've got options from The Harder They Fall on Netflix, Last Night in Soho, still in theaters, Finch on Apple TV+, Plus. French Dispatch in theaters, Uh, Eternals, obviously drops in theaters today, and then of course, Spencer as well. Um, I know you saw The Harder They Fall, what did you think of it?
0: I was uh, really impressed. Uh, I liked the acting. I liked the dialogue. Uh, I thought the characters were really strong. They had some fun action sequences. It's a fun movie. I don't know if I think it's a super deep movie. I gave it three and a half out of five stars. I thought it was a really fun
1: ride. Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. I, To be honest with you, I really would love to see uh, a spinoff sequ- or a prequel uh, based on Lakeith Stanfield's character. I really loved him oh, in that. He I was so he would- good. I thought he was phenomenal in that movie and I just really thought that he brought I just would love to hear more of his story and then of course like the not to spoil it, but just the development of his character and I think that he was I feel like he kind of held like the kind of his character was a little bit held back a little bit just because obviously he's not that he's not high on the pecking order of those the villainous characters there but I just felt like he was so good in that he's a great actor that-
0: that train sequence that you get early on when they're going to uh, yeah. to get Idris Elba, he really is the lead in that. I thought it was yeah. a beautiful showcase, some of his dialogue, some of his back and forth. I think one of the interesting things for me is you um, you know for those of you that don't know what it's about, it's based on some historical characters, some African American cowboy characters. Um, out there and it's basically two rival gangs and one gang is definitely supposed to be the protagonist and one gang supposed to be the antagonist the three main actors on the antagonist game gang even though i knew we weren't supposed to be shooting for them they're so good it was hard for me to like can they-? I guess I'm rooting
1: for the bad people. <laughs> exactly. Oh, definitely. 100%. All oh, that, that the train. first off, the fact that they named the train Chadwick Boseman after Chadwick Boseman was really yeah. cool. I didn't notice it the first time. When I watched it the second time, I was like, that's really cool. But um, <clears throat> yeah, Lakee Stanfield, I would love to see them kind of explore. That's a, it, was a, it was a very good directed movie as well. Um, <clears throat> also dropping um, today, the beta test um, Jim Cummings and PJ McCab. I had the pleasure of interviewing those gentlemen. It will drop later today. Um, I just got done editing it before we got on the air. So I'll be dropping it in podcast and video format. So be on the look at that in the very, very, very intermediate future. Um, If you're listening to this on the podcast, then it's available right now. Um, What else? Uh, You said you like the French Dispatch, right? I really did. You know, Wes
0: Anderson has a very unique uh, writing, directing, storytelling style. It's a pace of humor that isn't for everyone. I'll be honest, this the theater that I went to. There was some huge Wes Anderson stands, I think sitting in the front because there was people like gut laughing the entire time. I don't know that that was my experience, but I thought it was very clever. It is probably one of the most eccentric of his films that he's ever done in that style. And if you don't like that style, you will struggle with it, but a great... Group of actors, um, some very interesting and quirky stories, and Timothy some great Chalamet. performances. I loved Bill Murray. I loved um, just some of the some of the sequences that went through. You know, I think I've mentioned before. Timothy Chalamet is not my favorite person, I actually it. thought he, he was Tim pretty funny. In. I he thought he was pretty pretty funny. pretty funny in there. Jeffrey Wright, um, his voice. It's so perfect, Emma. The, the part he basically his story he's he's reading it to uh, do as part of an interview, so you get to hear him narrating everything. He was so good and in his inflections and his performances. Uh, I thought it was fun.
1: Yeah, I look forward to checking that one out. Um, Finch is also, like I mentioned, available on Apple TV Plus. Um, it's it's Tom Hanks acting to an object for like two hours. If that's your cup of tea, Tom Hanks is your cup of tea. You'll probably enjoy that as well. Nobody's Um, better at it than Tom Hanks. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. That's very accurate. Um, On Monday, Monday, no, next Friday, I do know Mayor Pete drops. I watched that. Um, I'll have a full review coming that soon. Belfast. I saw that. um, I have a full review dropping of that on Monday. Really, really good film. It's it's. But the one that I kind of want to highlight. When's this coming? I'm trying to remember when it comes out. November 12th. That we'll talk about a little bit. Probably next Friday. But um, next Friday, The Shrink Next Door drops on Apple TV, um, starring Will Ferrell and Paul Rudd. I've got a review dropping on that on Tuesday. At, well, like one in the morning. But Tuesday, you'll see the review for that. Should I trade Odell for Marvin Jones and Russell Wilson? Full PPR. Are you getting Marvin Jones and Russell Wilson?
0: Also, is it redraft or dynasty?
1: I don't really care what it is. I would take that deal all day long. I think Russell Wilson's still a top tier quarterback. I mean, if it's dynasty, I think I think I'm smashing it either way. I don't think Odell's got a whole lot of value over the next five years.
0: It's true, except for we just don't know where he's going to end up because they're releasing him as we speak.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I like Russell. I think you should smash it. I like Russell Wilson. I mean, if it's, I, I if it's, tra- it's really have- Odell for
0: Russell Wilson for me because I'm yeah throwing out Marvin Jones. I don't. I don't. He's mind been Marvin okay Jones, at times this year. Yeah. I mean, he's been okay at times. Jamal Agnew might actually be the receiver to roster out of
1: Jacksonville at this point in time. Yeah, I'm receiving Jones and Russ. I like the trade. I like it. I'd probably it. do it. Yeah. I mean, if we're looking at, I mean, yeah. oh, it's
0: redraft. I for sure do it.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Smash it. Smash it. Smash it before a- they.
0: There is a very good chance Russell Wilson is back next week. They took the pin out of his finger. He's been talking about how he's making progress. I think that big win that Seattle had right before going into the bye keeps them somewhat in a position to try to make a playoff run. I think Russell Wilson wants to try to get his team into the playoffs.
1: Yeah, they're three and five right now, which is not terrible. I mean, you're looking, you're only technically one game back of Carolina, who's four and four.
0: Well, and they could potentially be facing um, Jordan Love again next week in Green Bay. But these, these two games, Green Bay and Arizona, are the next ones, I believe, coming up for Seattle off their bye. They're very crucial games. I think that's why Russ wants to get back
1: in there. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. No worries. Thank you for the questions. We appreciate the support, and we love answering the questions here each and every week. That being said, uh, I think that's the end of the show for us. I really yeah. don't have so anything next else. next week, um, you I, are in
0: Los Angeles.
1: Yes, you will not see my pretty face next week. Sorry about that. But advantage. we will
0: have we'll have a couple of the other sports writers, and we are going to be going over uh, midseason power rankings.
1: So that's fantastic. Speaking of which, I don't know if I'll be able to spam the comments this time with the uh, my thoughts about the Raiders, um, you know, plus four and a half or plus five against the Broncos, even though that ended up being very successful for myself. But uh, yes. And with that being said, make sure to check out all of the work over at the Music City Drive-In. The sports riders have been killing it this year um you know from fox all the way top to bottom you guys have been killing it it's been amazing to kind of watch unfold i feel like we're building something good here and i feel like we can you know become a household name in the world of fantasy football but with that being said like i said next week I won't see my pretty face unfortunately but the guys they did a fantastic they probably did a better job without me here but it's all right you know what i mean i know you know i know what i know so um Make sure to head on over to the Music City Drive-In and check out all the other articles. We've got a lot of movie reviews, podcast content, so many different shows on the Drive-In Podcast Network that are phenomenal. I'm going to ramble for at least another five more minutes, I guess. I don't know. Follow me on Twitter at RickyViller underscore. Give Matthew Fox a follow at Nighthawk7734. I will say this, in the very near future, probably December, which is not very far away, um, we will start a weekly thing where I start talking about the 2022 draft. I uh, I've decided to take a different approach this year. Typically, normally, obviously, you know, I did host the Debbie delight and whenever we did host the Debbie delight, we would tackle college football throughout the entirety of the season. What I'm trying to do this year is I've been watching some things here and there. I've been collecting my thoughts, collecting some notes, and and I want to wait until the season is over before I really kind of dive into the draft. Um, I'm going to kind of go into that towards, like I said, some point in December we'll I'll make a transition on some of the things that I do, maybe dip out of the start sit and maybe kind of start focusing in on some of the NFL draft things and some of the things that you need to be look, on the lookout for in the upcoming draft for the world of fantasy and dynasty. So with that being said, I didn't ramble for five more minutes. Maybe it was just two. But until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.